Well, here we are today, and I have no idea what got you here this morning, all right? Maybe you come to Summit every week. Uh, maybe this is what you and your family do every Easter. You, you come to church. You're not really a church person. You don't really think about it. Maybe you bought a new outfit. I see a lot of shiny new outfits this morning. Easter is the Christian red carpet. I love it. So excited, man. You guys look amazing. I have no idea what got you here this morning. You know, uh, maybe somebody invited you, family, friend, or whatever, but I do know that what's got us gathered in this room on this day at this service is that something has happened that has changed everything. And we're going to talk about it today from the vantage point of two people who might feel uh, the way that you felt maybe today or at some point the past couple of years. We're going to see the resurrection from the vantage point of two people who feel like their entire world has been turned upside down. And so if you have a Bible, I want you to go ahead and open it up, to turn, uh, open it up turn it on to Luke chapter 24 is where we're going to be. Luke chapter 24, and, and we are going to slowly work our way through this passage, all right? Normally we just read it and then we talk about it, but we are going to slowly work our way through Luke chapter 24, all right? And right out of the gate, if you've got a Bible open on whatever, uh, check this out. It'll be on the screens if you don't have a, uh, a copy of the Word of God anywhere near you. But look at this, Luke 24, verse 13. Just look at this simple phrase here. Now that same day, let's read the whole verse, but notice that. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. Now, it happened on the same day. The story that we're going to unpack this morning happened on the same day. The same day as what? The same day that Jesus rose from the dead. So I don't know what's got you here. I don't know your church background, how familiar you are with Easter. But I just want to remind us this morning that Easter is about Jesus rising physically from the dead. Easter is about Jesus physically coming back from the dead. That's what this whole day is about. And in fact, if you only remember one Thing that I say today, just one real short, quick sentence. I hope that it's this sentence right here. Here's the big idea that I want to leave us all with this morning. It's simply this, that Jesus has risen from the dead and that changes everything. Jesus has risen from the dead summit and that changes everything. Now, here's the deal. I get that totally sounds like something a preacher would say on a day like today. Doesn't it? Especially after the past two years of everything that we've all been through collectively. But here's the deal. A lot of you have been through stuff that didn't get the headlines and we didn't know about it, but it has turned the world of you, uh, your life, turned your family's life upside down. So here you are this morning and you look really good in your new outfit, but your marriage is barely hanging on. There's a teenager here in the room this morning and you feel like nobody sees you, nobody knows you, nobody cares that you exist. There's somebody here in the room and, and, and you're looking at that on the screen and you're thinking, listen, Jesus risen from the dead changes everything. Well, then bro, why is the world such a mess? If, if, that, if that's true, why is my life such a mess? You may be wondering. 
And listen, if that's where you are, I am so glad you are here this morning because you can see it right here in this story. If you've got your Bible open, let's continue to read. As they were talking with each other about everything that happened, as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked alongside of them. And we're going to see it in just a second. They were kept from recognizing him. And, and Luke wants us to see that their faces, in, in a verse we're going to read in just a minute, their faces were downcast. That The idea, these two disciples are walking, and they're walking home from Jerusalem to Emmaus. It's a seven-mile journey. And they are walking back to Emmaus, where they're from, because in their mind, everything they hoped for was over. They had followed Jesus, but by the time we, see, we meet these two disciples, Jesus, they already said, had been dead for three days. And so everything they hoped about Jesus, everything they hoped Jesus would do from their vantage point was over. Their face was downcast. Have you ever looked at somebody and you could just see sadness on their face? You ever looked at somebody and you can see devastation on their face? See, if, if, if you've ever been there, that is this. And they thought it was over. But here's what they didn't realize, and we saw it there. They didn't realize that Jesus not only had risen from the dead, but that Jesus was walking right next to them. So if that says anything to us this morning, it at least says that God may feel a million miles away from you this morning, but he might be closer than you think he is. And so here's the question we're going to try to answer this morning. We're going to try to answer this question, and it's simply this. What does Jesus, risen from the dead, really change? If Jesus, risen from the dead, changes everything, then what does Jesus, risen from the dead, actually change? And here's the first thing it changes. Jesus, risen from the dead, changes reality. Jesus, risen from the dead, changes reality. Reality. I love verse 17. If you've got your Bible open, look at it. This is Jesus. And again, they're kept from recognizing Jesus. We don't really know how exactly that happens. But Jesus starts playing with these two disciples here. Verse 17, he says, what are you discussing together as you walk along? Hey, what are you all talking about? And they're talking about what just happened in Jerusalem, that Jesus died and Jesus walks up to these guys and he pretends as if he has absolutely no idea what they're talking about. He pretends like that he has no idea what's happened at all. He says, hey, what are you guys talking about? Did something happen in Jerusalem? And so they start to answer his questions. Verse 18, one of them named Cleopas asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have happened in these days? And Jesus says, What things? He's still playing with him, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. Look at this. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. Verse 21, but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. They thought Jesus was possibly more than a man. They thought that Jesus would deliver Israel from Roman oppression. But Jesus, from their vantage point, was dead. And all hope was gone. 
Man, hope is hard to come by these days, isn't it? Hope is real hard to come by these days. We don't know a lot about these two disciples, but what we do know is that they're probably a lot like you and I because these two disciples are looking around at their situation and the longing in their heart is that everything broken about this moment would be fixed. Has anybody felt that the past two years? That you look around at this pandemic, you look around at at economic collapse, racial tension, political division, or just something happening in your own life, and there's this longing in your heart that everything broken in your life would get fixed. Has anybody felt that way the past two years? There's this longing for every wrong to be made right. There's this longing for hope. And here's what you and I need to understand. You and I need to understand that that longing is in every human heart. God put that longing in our hearts. And the resurrection of Jesus is the answer to that longing. See, here's the deal. They didn't know it. And maybe you don't know it this morning. But we are living in a brand new reality this morning. We are living in a reality where the dead are raised. We are living in a reality where there actually is hope. We are living in a reality where death and pain is not going to get the last word. Listen, Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble. The resurrection of Jesus doesn't promise us a life without trouble with a life without trouble but what the resurrection promises us the resurrection promises us that trouble will not get the last word we live in a brand new reality this morning where Jesus is alive but maybe you don't believe that see underneath all the Easter outfits and underneath the peeps, do y'all like peeps? Styrofoam covered in sugar, right? Underneath all that stuff, we are saying something pretty wild this morning. You got out of the bed this morning, put on a brand new outfit because you came here because we're talking about a man that they killed physically and he physically came back from the dead. I don't know where you roll, but where I live, that doesn't happen much. Right? Can we all agree this morning that the claim of Easter is at least a really bold claim? Amen? Amen? I don't, know, I, don't know if, I don't know if y'all are properly caffeinated. Are you awake this morning? Do you realize that we are saying that they killed a man at one point in history and he walked out of the grave three days later and said, What's up? Right? Do you know that is Easter? All right? That, that, that the claim of the day is that the dead live and Jesus is the first of us. Hello? Right? So here's the deal. You may be here and you're like, I don't know about that. And listen, can I just tell you if that's you? Man, I'm right there. I haven't always bought this. I gave my life to Jesus when I was 18 years old. And man, when I came to Jesus, I had questions. I still have questions, but when I came to Jesus, I came to Jesus with questions. One of my questions was, how can you know if Jesus physically rose from the dead? How can you know whether or not this actually happened, that Jesus rose from the dead? Because, here's the deal, if the resurrection of Jesus didn't actually happen in history, none of this is true. Did you know that? If the resurrection of Jesus didn't happen in history, none of this is true. 
That's not my opinion. That's literally what the Bible says. Let me show it to you. Go to the next slide here. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. If there is still a tomb with the body of Jesus in it, in Jerusalem, then we need to cancel this service and go home and hunt some eggs. Because we are fooling ourselves this morning. If Jesus is still dead, then our faith is futile. Can we know whether or not this actually happened? Listen, there is so much I would love to say, but look at this. Look what happens in this conversation. Verse 22, next set of verses. Let's continue. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they'd seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. I love to bring this up. Verse 22 is massive, that the first witnesses of the resurrection were women. The first people to ever tell anybody that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead were women. Now, that may not land on you the way that it landed on first century people in the Middle East. Here's what you need to know. In Jesus' day, in Jesus' day, the testimony of a woman was considered a lie, was considered a lie because women were not even considered human beings in this day in first century Jerusalem. They were on the equivalent of an animal. They were not to be believed, trusted. And so, so many people when it comes to Christianity say, you know why we can't believe Christianity? We can't believe the Bible because after so many years of translation, everything has been changed. If that was true, I appreciate your video on YouTube that you found. I appreciate it. But if that were true, that the Bible's been changed so much, so much that we can't depend on it. We can't know what it actually means. We can't trust this story. If that were true, the first thing they would have taken out of the pages of Scripture was that the first eyewitnesses and preachers of the resurrection were women. Why? Because there was enormous pressure on the 12 disciples, early Christians, the authors of Scripture to change this detail. If you want people to believe in Christianity and that Jesus is the Son of God and you want to start this movement that springs out of Jesus coming back from the dead, you have got to take out the detail that women see and tell about him first. No one will believe any of this because it all starts with these women. But they refuse to change it. They gave their lives to the historical accuracy of it. Why? Because Summit, this is how it actually happened. That 2,000 years ago, there were women who were followers of Jesus, went to the tomb to, to honor the body of Jesus, but his body was not there because he had already come back from the dead. He had already risen. Did you know that there are non-Christian writings from this time? From the life of Jesus, there are non-Christian writings about the resurrection of Jesus, about the early movement of Christianity that today we call the church. Here we are in 2022, Jesus Christ is the most talked about, he's the most publicized, he's the most divisive human being that's ever lived. We literally split time based on the life and death of Jesus, A.D., B.C., BC A.D., everything in the world revolves around Jesus. And the reason they wouldn't change this detail is because this is the way it actually happened. That Jesus Christ really did historically, physically, 
come back from the dead. And because Jesus came back from the dead, it changes the reality that we live in today. Amen? It changes reality. And because Jesus risen from the dead changes reality, Jesus risen from the dead can change your story. Jesus risen from the dead can change your story. Verse 25, Jesus says to them, How foolish you are and slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Look at verse 27. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he, Jesus, explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. That phrase in verse 27, Moses and all the prophets, is a first century way of saying the entire Old Testament. Jesus comes to these disciples and he's listening to them talk about what's happened this weekend. And Jesus says, listen, let's not just talk about this weekend. Let's go back to the Old Testament Jewish scriptures that you read and that you trust in. The entire Old Testament is a story about me, Jesus says. The entire Old Testament is a story about Jesus. Can I just tell you this morning, Christianity is all about Jesus. Christianity is all about Jesus. Christianity is not about trying to be a better person. Christianity is not a moral self-help plan. Christianity is not trying to be good so that one day you can go to heaven. Christianity is all about Jesus. Listen, the Bible... The Bible is not a bunch of rules, and if you obey about 75% of these rules, then one day you're going to go to heaven. No, the Bible is not a list of rules. The Bible is a story. It's a story about a good God that made a good world, and he created us in his image. And then we, humanity that God made, we turned, we went away from God, and when we walked away from God, we chose sin our way instead of God's way. Not only were we broken by sin, but all of creation was broken by sin. And then the story moves into how God loved us so much, he just keeps going after people who try to keep walking away from him. So he saves Israel out of Egypt. He keeps saving Israel and bringing them back. And God's salvation ultimately leads to the coming of Jesus. And Jesus lived a perfect life, died on the cross, Three days later, he came back from the dead so that Christianity, the Bible, is a story about how God loved the world so much that he went out on a rescue plan to save the world through Jesus. And every person that met Jesus, when you read the life of Jesus, every person that met Jesus was changed by Jesus. Every person that met Jesus got a brand new story. The very first book in the New Testament is the book of Matthew. And Matthew was a tax collector. And people hated tax collectors in Jesus' day. Tax collectors stole money from people. They lied to people. When, when the New Testament talks about like really bad people, you know, sinners, there's all kinds of verses in the New Testament. And they'll say tax collectors and sinners. So apparently tax collectors were so bad, they got their own bracket. They couldn't even be grouped with all the regular sinners. They were like the worst of the worst. Nobody liked tax collectors. And one day Jesus meets Matthew, and Jesus loved Matthew when nobody else would. Jesus saves Matthew, and from that moment forward, Matthew the tax collector becomes Matthew the follower of Jesus, and Jesus changes his story. There's another instance when Jesus is at a dinner party 
and a woman walks into the dinner party and everybody at the party knows exactly who this woman is. They've seen her on the streets. This woman's a prostitute. And she walks up to Jesus in the middle of this crowded room. She's heard Jesus preach. She's seen Jesus perform miracles. And she is so overwhelmed about being in the presence of Jesus that she just begins to weep uncontrollably. She is crying so hard that her tears fall off of her cheeks and fall onto Jesus' feet. And Jesus' feet begin to get wet with the tears of this woman just overwhelmed in his presence. And she bends down. And she takes her hair, and she begins to wipe Jesus' feet with her hair. Here's the thing. They didn't wear shoes back then. Jesus' feet would have had everything that the streets of Jerusalem had on his feet. Her hair is now filled with all the mud and the mire and the dirt and everything that's on Jesus' feet. But it doesn't look like she cares. She's just in awe of the presence of Jesus. Everybody else at the dinner party knows this woman's a prostitute. They can't believe that Jesus would even let a woman this dirty, they say, near him. And do you know what Jesus looks at, looks at this woman and says? Jesus looks at that woman. She's crying, wiping, her, wiping his feet with her hair. And Jesus says, woman, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. Meaning, you get a new story. The world's written you off, but in Jesus, you get a new story. Can I tell you something? Jesus Christ is still giving people new stories. Isn't he? This room is filled with people right now. And if you heard their story, there would come a point in their story where they would say, but Jesus. Man, I was lost, but Jesus. I, I had everything and was still empty, but Jesus. I, I thought I'd went too far, but Jesus. Jesus is in the business of giving people new stories. See, not only is the story of Scripture about Jesus, can I just tell you something? The story of the universe is going to be a story about Jesus because one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Do not believe the headlines that you see. Do not believe the news that tells you that the world is falling apart. I am telling you that we are going to a day when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. And he is so much Lord that he has defeated death. See, he's changed reality. He's changed stories. But Jesus risen from the dead can change you. Jesus, risen from the dead, can change us. Look at the very next verse, verse 28. As they approached the village they, to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it's nearly evening, the day's almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began, to give, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened. This is the first moment they realized, this is Jesus. And they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. Watch this, verse 32. Then they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Something happened in us. Man, did you feel something shift in your heart when that man was talking? Did, did you feel something wake up in you? It's been, a, been dead the whole time. Did you feel something? Something happened to these guys. Something happened to them 
that's so radical. Watch what they do, verse 33. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. Y'all, that's seven miles. They walk seven miles to Emmaus back home. They meet Jesus, walk seven more miles to go back to Jerusalem. These brothers are getting their steps in today. Right? They are getting their steps in. They are closing that exercise ring at least on this on Resurrection Sunday. Right? They got to go back to Jerusalem. Why do they have to go back to Jerusalem? There they found the eleven and those with them assembled. And here's what they said. It is true. The Lord has risen and appeared to Simon. Why Simon? Because Peter denied Jesus and they wanted everybody to know, especially Peter, that Jesus has risen from the dead. But do you see what they said? They said, listen, it's true. Everything the women told us, it's true. He's alive. We met him. Something happened, shifted inside of us. We've been changed. He's changed our story. It's true. Summit, can I tell you something? I don't know if you've been asleep the entire time. Can you wake up for about two minutes? Look at me right now. I just want to tell you one thing this morning on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day. Can I tell you one thing? Here it is. If you're taking notes, you may want to write it down. Everybody lean in. All eyes on me. Here's what I want to say to you this morning. It's true. It's true. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. It's true. Jesus Christ is alive. And I am not saying that because I'm a preacher. I am saying that because I could get in your car right now and take you to the exact spot where I met him when I was 18. I could tell you about how he's answered prayers my family's prayed, that I've prayed. I can tell you stories of how he's changed my life. Listen, I can tell you it's true, not because I'm perfect. Actually, I can tell you it's true because I'm not perfect. And in my struggles, in my doubts, in my questions, he has never left me. He has never forsaken me. I am telling you it is true because I've met him. Some of you, listen. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. That applause was weak. We're working on it. I need to tell you this morning. It's true. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. So that means there is hope for everyone, no matter who you are, where you've been, what you did last night. Some of you are thinking, can God love somebody like me? Listen, Easter is because God loves somebody like you. Hello? Right? Can God love somebody like me? Jesus died for people like you. Came back to life for people like you. Brought you here to this place this morning just so you can hear it is true. If you're here this morning, you don't buy it. You're like, ah, I'm not in. This is crazy. People coming back from the dead. You're doubt, you've got doubts. You've got questions. You're curious. Can I just tell you this morning? It's true. And your questions, your doubts, your concerns, if Jesus overcame the grave, your doubts and questions, concerns, do not freak him out. In fact, listen, I'm glad you're here this morning with your doubts. I'm glad you're here this morning and you don't believe. I'm glad you're here this morning and you're kicking the tires on this Christian thing or maybe somebody drugged you, dragged you here to church, you had you put on pastels and all these colors you don't normally wear, you got a brand new Easter outfit and you're not even into this, you don't really know what to make of this whole Easter thing. Man, I'm glad that you're here. We're doing this because, because of you. We're excited to have you here this morning and I want to tell you today, it is true true and if that's you today 
man, you're not a Christian, you're curious, you're a skeptic, or maybe you are a follower of Jesus, and you're like, man, listen, can I actually know whether or not Jesus has really risen from the dead? I want my faith to get solid and secure in this. Beginning tomorrow, beginning tomorrow, we are going to start a seven-day journey with Jesus for skeptics, the curious, and followers called Is It True? And if you want to be a part of it, all you need to do right now is grab your phone and text the word Jesus to 606-368-6860. Text the word Jesus to that number that's on the screen right there if you want to be a part of it. Why would we do something like that? Here's why we're doing something like that, and here's why we're doing this service this morning. Because Jesus, risen from the dead, changes everything. But the question is, has he changed you? Has he changed you? Listen, this morning, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, Jesus' arms are wide open, ready to receive you. This room is filled with people whose stories end with, but Jesus. Why don't you be one of them? Why don't today on Resurrection Sunday you experience your own resurrection? And if you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, right now this is your moment of salvation. Right now in just a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. But if today something inside of you is ringing true with this and you know that you need to give your life to Christ, you want to be saved, if that's you today, here in just a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to surrender your life to Jesus for the very first time. Others of you, maybe COVID just stepped in and you were coming faithfully to church. You were following Jesus to the best of your ability and something happened over the past two years and your faith kind of went to the wayside. Today, Jesus is inviting you back. Today, Jesus is inviting you back. If the resurrection of Jesus is true, then Jesus is worthy, for mo- worthy of more than an hour on Sunday. He's worthy of our whole lives. Some of you are here in Summit. You come every single week. If resurrection Sunday, if the resurrection of Jesus is true, this is a reminder of the mission our church has. There are people who need to know and hear about the finished work of Jesus, the resurrection of of Jesus. There is a world that needs Jesus, and it's our calling to take the message of Jesus to the world. Would you pray with me today?